0: Learn how to build your faith on God's word and live a life of hundred percent victory, hundred percent of the time, as you will listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunowo, and expect God's word to work for you. Hands, jam your hands together. Give the Lord a big hand. Come on, give him a shot this morning. Hallelujah. Look for five people. Give them a high five before you sit down. Look for five people. Five people. Give them a high five. Welcome them to church. Glory to God. All right. You can take your seat. Praise God. All right. We are starting a new series this morning. Um, Before we start, please take note that um, the Children's Church building has been completed. Praise God. Hallelujah. And um, it's looking beautiful, looking great. So please, you don't have to bring your kids into the service anymore. Um, Just drop them there. Trust me, they'll be well taken care of. We have a great team of people there. Hallelujah. And that way you can even concentrate on the service. So please, um, don't bring your kids into this, this auditorium anymore. Take them there. There are people ready to take care of them. The building is complete and is um, in good shape. It's something that will benefit your kids. Hallelujah! All right, so today we're talking about emotions. We're starting this new series titled "Emotions," and um, we're talking about how important it is to understand and manage our emotions. Um, this is a series that will really, really impact your life. So I need you to be, to be, to be keyed into it. It will affect the outcome of a lot of things in your life. Just being able to manage your emotions will make a big difference. Trust me. It will make a very, very huge difference in your life. Alright? So, um, I have just three Sundays to do this. Uh, because we have a special guest on the last Sunday. So I have three Sundays to this. So, first Sunday, I'll be talk, do you today? I'll talk about meet your emotions. Second Sunday, I'll talk about understanding your emotions. And third Sunday, I'll talk about managing your emotions. Praise God. All right, so today is meet your emotions. So, we're laying the foundation. Many people don't realize that God has a lot to say about emotions. Many people don't even realize that. Many people think, oh, um, you know, there's nothing. The Bible about emotions, you know. We, we just live by faith, you know, uh, and trust in God. There's not much that has to do with emotions in the Bible. Um, that is not true. There are so many pieces of scripture about emotions. Let's start from the very first one. Mark chapter 12. God has a lot to say about your emotions. In fact, your emotions plays a major role in your relationship with God and also your success in life. Mark chapter 12 from verse 28. You know the story? One of the scribes came, if I want us to read together, one, two, go. Next verse. The Lord our God is... Now, pay attention to the next verse. That's the key one I want you to see. Go. And with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Hallelujah. Did you keep it here? Now, this was Jesus talking about the most important um, commandment. And he said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. And he explained how love works. Because love is a combination of feelings and a combination of actions. It's not only actions and it's not only feelings. It's a combination of both. And Jesus made it clear here. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your what? Soul. That's where your feelings are. That's where your feelings are. That's why they call music that is very, um, you know, um, moving soul music. Do you understand, guys? Okay? Your heart talks about your spirit man. Your heart is your spirit. Praise God. For those that are regular in church, you understand these things. There might be new people here. So, they don't understand. Every human being made up of three parts. So, you have spirit, you have soul, you have body. So, your heart is talking about your spirit. The heart there is not talking about the part that pumps blood. It's talking about your spirit man. Okay? So, your soul is the other part of it. Look at it now. So, we love God with all our heart. All our soul, with all our what? Mind. That's your your intellect, your 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 will, your thinking. Then the last one with all your what? Strength. That's your action. So what what Jesus did in summary is saying, love God with all of you, and he mentioned emotion as part of you. Do you get this? He mentioned all the important parts of a human being: your spirit, your soul, your actions. That's the three parts of you. He mentioned all of them. Somebody get what I'm saying? So God is interested in your emotions. As a matter of fact, he expects that when you are relating with him and worshipping him, your emotions will be involved. There are people that when they come to church, they they leave their emotion outside. Because naturally, they are not emotional people. They are not in touch with their emotions. So they can be singing a very powerful song. That we just love you, Lord. And they are like this. We just love you, Lord. These are people that have problem in marriage. Because you can't fully express love without emotions. See, as a matter of fact, it is emotions that even determines the meaning behind words. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. It's emotions that determines what it means. If I say you decrease, it's the emotion that determines whether I'm insulting you or I'm praising you. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. If I see the combination of your dressing, for instance, I can say, "May you decrease. I'm praising you. Somebody get what I'm saying? Now, nah, but there's a way you can also say, you, de, you decrease. There's something I can put, and that intonation, that will make you look at a question, I'll say, you decrease. And if you get what I'm saying, it's the emotion that conveys the words. That gives the words meaning. So God is saying, you can't even worship me without your emotion. You can't come and they are singing worship songs and you are standing like a soldier in barracks, like a soldier in parade. Some people are even pressing their phone when worship is going on. You are not. You don't understand your emotions. You have to. You have to be involved. It has to to be from your soul. You must be involved. You must. It must show that you are. You mean what you are saying. Somebody get what I'm saying. So, Jesus talked about emotions. He said, we shall love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind, and with all our actions. They are all important. Our heart is the beginning of everything. Without our heart, nothing makes sense. Then he said, our soul. Because that's how we express our love that is in our heart. Because nobody knows what's in your heart until you express it. i you seen nobody I say, it's in my heart. They don't know what I feel for you in my heart. My brother, I'm not inside your heart. I need to feel what you feel concerning me. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Because we have people like that say, if you know what I feel, if you know what I feel for you. I don't know. How can I know? What's in your heart? Say, if you see my heart, God sees my heart. It's, thank God you know it's only God that sees your heart. The rest of us, we don't see your heart. We can only see the energy you what? Give us. We can't see your heart. Say, God sees my heart. So I, swear, I swear, God sees my heart. I'm not God now. How can I see your heart? I can't see your heart. It's the emotion you give me, I will see. Is somebody getting this. So he said, You will love with your heart. Then he said, You will love with your soul, your emotion. He said, You will love with your mind. That without your mind, you would have gone to this service. Your emotion didn't bring you here. It's your mind that brought you here. You willed to come, you planned to come, you got the address. Is there anybody that you just stumbled? You're passing, oh shall just traffic arrested you, or oh, shall not throw you. Is that? no? I no. love you. Planned to come. That's your mind. Then he said you worship with your strength. So when we are singing, it's your strength. Or the physical activity of even coming here is by your strength that brings that plan of your mind to pass. Is somebody getting this? Then when they are singing, you express that worship in the in the song by your emotion. So there are many scriptures. There are many scriptures where God talks about emotions. Some people think God didn't talk about it. God is particular about it. Look at look at some scripture. What is emotions? Emotions simply means your feelings. That's what emotion means. Emotions mean what? Feelings. That's all it means. In summary, your emotions mean your feelings. And you have a wide variety of feelings. So, see what God says. For instance, in the Bible. He says, Be angry and sin not. That's emotion. He's talking about emotion. He said, Be angry and sin not. He's saying, It's okay to feel the emotion of anger. He's saying, Don't sin in now doing the action of anger. Is somebody getting this? It's normal to have the emotion of anger. He's saying it's not right to have the action of anger. There's a difference. Somebody can insult you. Somebody can drive rubbish on the road and cut off your car. You can feel the emotion of anger. You are not a sinner for that. That's normal. It's not bad when you now say, waka. It no go better for you, idiot. You see, that's when you have now moved the feeling of anger to the action of anger. That's what God is saying. He say, Be angry, he say, but don't let it make you sin. Is somebody get what I'm saying? So God talks about the emotion on that place. He said, "Be anxious for nothing. Anxiety or worry is a feeling." He said, "Don't worry about anything." That's God talking about your emotion. Be anxious for what? Nothing. Say, "Fear not." Fear is a feeling. Say, "Fear not." Fear is an emotion. He says, "Rejoice with those that rejoice." That's an emotion. He says, "Show happiness when other people succeed." Do you know that one is hard for many people? It looks like a small advice, but I can tell you after many years that it's a serious advice. Because your first natural reaction when somebody gets blessed, explain somebody you don't think deserves to be blessed. You know that people, we, we, we think this man no deserve. Her. Be honest, Sabi, does it happen to you? you say, how how this girl go marry? This girl a wayward girl. I should say, marry this guy in move nice man. She doesn't deserve it. But you know what the Bible says <laughs> you should do? It's a you rejoice with those rejoice so they are not saying wait till you feel like rejoice they know the instruction has come to you rejoice go there and be happy for them somebody has a child you don't have to rejoice for them somebody has a car you don't have rejoice for them don't go there, you, somebody say ah I see my new car and you just you, you go you look around so they don't scratch this side <laughs> have you met people like that before they will find one but no matter what your testimony is they will find one bad thing to mention. Say, so See, they had the tail lights. Somebody jammer. They come plaster It's not good. Go and change it. Thank you, Mr. Corrector. First rejoice with those who what? Rejoice. You have no right to correct people that you have not complimented. Are you here, somebody? You have no right to correct somebody you have not first complimented. It will make you look like a hater. If you have been complimenting somebody every day, it's easy to correct them. Because they already know you are a supporter. But you, you have known this person for how many years, how many months, you have never said one good thing. Their hair is nice, you didn't say. Their makeup was nice, you didn't say. Their powder was nice, you didn't say. Your, their dress was nice, you didn't say. Their shoe was nice, you didn't say. Their socks was nice, you didn't say. Then one day, their lipstick, something must sludge a bit. You know what I'm saying? Your lipstick is bad. That's the first thing. something is wrong with you, Something is wrong with you. It's a judgmental spirit. It's a bad spirit. Or you come to church, you see one girl wearing minisket. And you say, hey, this church. Are they Christians? Thank you, registrar of Christians. Thank you for being the registrar. You're the one marking who is Christian, who is not. This is why God said you can't judge people because what makes a judge a judge in a case is that the judge has heard everybody involved in that case. Even people that didn't want to talk, the court will summon them. Come and say your matter. They say you were there when it happened. The judge has heard every. If you see how long court case takes, and all they are doing is people coming to give their own story, and the judge will be there. He'll be listening. Ten months, they are coming every day, every week, every month. He's listening because he's hearing the whole story. Then he will give judgment. That's what qualifies him to be a judge. He's not a judge if he gives judgment before the time. I don't know you what I'm saying. When they are doing court case, if the defense or the whoever couldn't make it one day, they will adjourn till the person can come because they can't proceed until the person come and give his own testimony. So when God said you should not judge, is that like you don't know the full story. That girl you are looking at, her, wore that tie skirt, that is, you know those girls that wear that slit, that slits that the dress already short. In fact, the whole dress is slit. They see now slits, the slit. can't reach the waist. And you are thinking, what kind of trouble is I came to serve God today. What kind of wildlife is this one? No. This one won't let me see Jesus Christ, though. No. <laughs> you know those girls, are we? So, <laughs> you are looking at her skirt. And you are you are grumbling, you see. And you guys say, who can of Christian at this? Who can of church this? That's why I don't like this church. They are not serious. Now, you see, you are passing judgment. You don't know the full story. That girl used to be a wayward girl, trying to change. She she had a dress she planned to wear today. She woke up this morning, they didn't bring light, or iron burned the dress, or she found that the dress had turned somewhere, and she couldn't repair it, and she said she must go to church, because she has made up her mind that this year, she will not miss church. I get what I'm saying? You see, this is the full story you don't have access to. So, her coming, she just grabbed one dress. Maybe it was her old dress she used to wear when she was a bad girl, but that's the only thing that was iron. That's the only thing that she that was able to wear. She knows it was short, but she didn't want to miss church. So you see, God won't judge her negative because God can see her heart that it was out of love for God that she did what she did. But you, you don't have access to that information. And you have already judged her and ruled her out. (laughs) Somebody get what I'm saying? That's why God said, don't judge people because you have no clue what's going on. It might not be what appears to the eyes. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So be calm. People you don't know, you can't, you don't know, we don't know their story. You don't know their story. And you see, somebody can be dealing with something that's happened in their past. Some people you are judging, they are dealing with daddy issues. Their father, mol- something happened to their father. Their father was not there or their uncle molested them. They are still reacting based on that thing. That's what's affecting their behavior today. But you, you don't know the full story. You say, why this girl is this guy always saucy? Everybody talks to her, she be shouting. What's wrong with her? She's just a good Christian. Mm-mm. God knows the, his children. He knows their problem. That's why he's patient with them. He knows what they are dealing with. You, you don't know. Listen, she's always saucy. She's always shouts. If you if you go through what she went through, you, you'll, be, you'll be a mad person. So say slow down with how you judge people. Because that judgment is also an emotion. A judgmental spirit. It's an emotion. So you learn to be to, to be to be to be forgiving and tolerant of people. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, there are loads and loads and loads of scripture. He said, rejoice with those that rejoice. He said, mourn with those that mourn. Whenever people are going through a bad time, don't rejoice over them. Don't say, hey, God don't catch them. Mm. You are not the police, uh, heavenly police. He said, mourn with those that mourn. So, God uh, talks about emotion. You see, if emotion was important, God would not give us emotions. Everything God gave us was important. If God gave us emotions, that means it's very useful. And it's very powerful. Mm, take note of those two things. Emotions are very useful and they are very powerful. That's why God gave them to us. It's like a phone. Most of us have phones today. It's like a phone. Your, the phone has three parts. The same way a human being has three parts. A human being is spirit, soul and body. That's the same way a phone is. Phone is spirit, soul and body. The spirit of a phone is the SIM card. Without the SIM card, you, there's no number. It's the SIM card that makes you exist. I don't know if you got what I'm saying. That's where you have your number. Without it, the phone doesn't... We can remove your, your SIM card from your phone and put another SIM card and it will be on that person's phone. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So, your SIM card is your spirit. Then, there's the physical phone. The physical phone is your body. Your spirit, without a physical phone, there's no connection. Your the phone would just be lying dormant. So, the handset is your body. The spirit is your SIM card. Your soul, which involves your emotions are all the apps that are opening on the phone. Because if you have SIM card, you have handset, you don't have WhatsApp. You don't have Instagram. You don't have all these things. That phone will be very limited in what it can do. So that's how your emotions are. They are the apps that you open. The apps of respect, the apps of love, apps of action, all these things. They are the apps, the WhatsApp, the Instagram, they are, the, they are your emotions. That's why they are many and unlimited. They are unlimited emotions you can feel. Did you bring that... They're unlimited. uh, They're over. They're over. Probably over hundreds and hundreds. We just we just got a few, but they're hundreds and hundreds. Look at this: exhausted, confused, ecstatic, guilty, suspicious, enraged, ashamed, cautious, smug, depressed, angry. Hysterical, frustrated, sad, confident, overwhelmed, hopeful, lonely, love-struck, jealous, um, embarrassed, happy, mischievous, disgusted, frightened. Uh, look at it, frightened, bored, surprised, anxious, shocked, shy. And and it goes on. There are more than this. The point is that there is limitless the apps you can open on your phone. But those apps help you use the phone well. So, emotions are useful and very powerful. If they were not, God wouldn't give us. There's nothing God gave us that is not useful. Are you here, somebody? The only challenge is that sometimes people abuse what God gave us. That means they use it abnormally. That's abnormal use. That's what abuse is. But everything God gave us is what? Important. There are two extremes when it comes to emotions. Two extremes. First extreme are people that say, I will always do what I feel. That's the first extreme. These people, they are fully surrendered and submitted to their feeling. That anything I feel, if it feels good, then it must be good. This is what I feel. Nobody should tell me anything. This is what I feel is right. That's the first extreme. These are people that are 100% submitted to their feelings. They don't think. They just follow feelings. That one is wrong. That's not how we, f- we use feelings. Me? It's just how I feel. In fact, part of the madness going on in our world today... It's because of people on this extreme. They call them the post-truth generation. This generation, they don't follow truth. They just follow what they feel. I get what I'm saying? So in this generation, now, this younger generation now, you can be a mad person and have followership. Many people like you for nonsense. People don't like people now because they have good behavior. Mm. Are you stylish? You might be a prostitute, but if you can dress well, you so say you're a slave queen. Followers will pack and follow you. They don't follow truth anymore. It's called the post-truth generation. They don't follow truth anymore. They just follow feelings. Are you here, somebody? I'll do anything I like. If I, and, and the madness, so you see, you see in, in, in some of these countries now, if, if a boy wakes up and says, I feel like a girl, the country will say he's permitted to be a girl because he feels like, he says he just wake up, he just see himself feeling like a girl. And somebody asks, so why can't a carpenter say I feel like a pilot? <laughs> Give me plane. For that one, they will say no, your feelings don't matter. But for a boy, hundred percent boy, tomorrow just say he feels like a girl, and they will say go and be a girl. I, don't know, if you, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It hasn't reached here, but abroad it's a big case. Oh, there are cases in court like that. Oh, where one child says it's a boy is a girl, they took the parents to court. Because they didn't want him to be a girl. Because he's a boy. The court now not he's allowed to be anything he wants to be. So now the boy is a girl. I'm telling you. There are cases in court where a teacher called a boy that has become a girl. Called him he. And the boy sued. That teacher is still calling me he. When I'm now a she. Court case. Real. You see, so that's one extreme. People that want to live by how they feel. No, we don't live by feelings. Feelings are useful, they are powerful, but we don't live just by feelings. Second extreme are people that say, we don't respect feelings. What are you feeling for? This world is too serious for feelings. This is where their spouses have problems with their marriage. Though. Because they, they, they don't understand. No need for, why must I tell you I love you? Do you not know that I love you? I go to work every day. Who do you think I'm working for? I cannot tell you I love you again. It's a waste of my time. Because by now you should know I love you. When I pay the rent, that's love. Because they have totally ignored their emotion. It doesn't matter. To tell a woman I love you, to buy flowers, to take her out on dates, to say you don't need. We are now serious, husband and wife, with a serious relationship. I don't care how you feel. So their wife is going to say, why are you crying? I didn't beat you. I only shout at you. You are crying. Because they've they've ignored their emotions so much. So even when they talk, no emotion. Some of you don't know the reason why your wife argues with you is just to get emotion out of you. You are too dry, too stiff. She can't get anything across to you. You just talk like a zombie. Go, yes. No. Will you eat? Yes. What will you eat? Rice. Where will you go? No. She will just say, I can't take this anymore. I need some energy. She will just look for quarter because that's the only time you, you talk with passion. <laughs> she needs that energy. No passion. No passion. Have you seen people like that? Even when they want to kiss you, no passion. Don't want to talk. I love you. Like robots. <laughs> so these ones have totally sidelined their emotions and they even do it in church. Heavy worship is going on. Father, you are a good, good father. You are a good, good father. Who you are. Who you are. No emotion. They don't know when and where to apply emotion. You can't be saying such powerful words and stand stiff like that. It, mean, you see, it means you're not mature. It means you're not well developed emotionally. You might be heavily developed mentally. You might be heavily developed in other areas. But if you if you are singing such an emotional expression and you are standing stiff, you are not emotionally developed. And it might not be your fault. It might be your upbringing. Most of all, if you grew in Nigeria, most likely you are already emotionally, you know, Yes. Because is there anybody here your father ever told you I love you? Your father. Every time he's paying your school fees, in his mind, they are showing you love. He's paying your house rent. Go and try it and just call your father and say, Daddy, I love you. Say, Huh. You first hear him say, Huh? <laughs> he's wondering what is going on. <laughs> he doesn't understand what you're talking about. Because in their own world they didn't grow like that. You will never. How many times do you see your own father tell your mother, "I love you" in public? Tell your or kiss your mother in public, or peck your mother in public. The highest level of love they have are are very strange things. Mama, can she bring down your special pepper soup? That's love. He has expressed love. (laughs) So if you already grow up as African, you already have issues. You already have issues. Praise God. So that's the other extreme. People that have totally shut down and ignored their emotions. I used to be like that. I had to start learning how to become more emotionally expressive. How to become emotionally intelligent. That means you can read people's emotions. You can make direct and intentional investment in people's emotional tank. Because every human being has an emotional tank. And you must fill it up. Especially if you you plan to withdraw it in the future. You must fill up those tanks. That's why sometimes when somebody is doing a wedding, something, your appearance sometimes has a different effect than sending money. Especially when you know the person, some people say it's your money that is more important. But you, but basically, you are filling the tank because one day you will draw from it. I don't know if you are getting what I am saying, guys. You become emotionally intelligent. Okay, (laughs) so. That's how emotions work. Emotions are... So the two, the two extremes are wrong. The correct one is the middle. You must be in the middle. The middle one is one that is right. All right? And this series, like I said, I have just three weeks to do this series. And I'm going to be doing both Sunday and Wednesday. So please, I want to beg you, if you're the kind of person that don't make midweek service, this is not the month to miss midweek service. Come around because I'm going to be... There's no way I can finish everything I'm doing on Sundays. So I'll continue on Wednesday. So, um, three uh, four, five things you're supposed to know. I doubt I'll be able to do the five. But five you'll be able to... You need to know. Number one, emotions are real but they are not always true. Okay? Write that down to help you. Emotions are real, but they are not always true. People, because of how real emotions are, if I, let me say this to you, some people don't even think emotions are real. So when somebody is saying, I feel like this thing, they say, go and sit down. You feel what? Emotions are real. The person genuinely feels like that and he's under a lot of pressure with that feeling. So it is true. He can feel so. But what he needs to learn is that emotions are real, but they are not always what true. So you see people saying, I feel like divorcing my spouse. That feeling is, is real, but it's not necessarily true. You might not feel so by tomorrow. I get what I'm saying. So it's a real feeling that you feel right now, but it's not a long lasting feeling. It's not what you will feel tomorrow. I feel like divorcing my, my, my husband. I feel like divorcing my wife. On that one, you can say, I regret marrying you. How many of you have felt, oh, don't raise don't, don't, don't your hand. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't raise your hand. In case your husband sees it or your wife sees it. Or they even see the video. <laughs> don't raise your hand. But you know, many people have felt down. I regret marrying this person. And at the time you are saying that, you genuinely feel like that. So your feelings are real, but they are not necessarily true. Don't confuse the two. I, I feel like divorcing this person. I regret the day I married you. Why do I have all these children? How many of them have you have said that? They are running up and down. You can't say one place. junior, junior, Jennifer. There are 10 of them running up. Why do I have all these children? Now, your feeling of frustration is real. But genuinely, you you don't really want to throw away your children. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. As a pastor, I have to learn this. Because most time, when, when women come to me, say those early days, when they are frustrated in their marriage, they say, Pastor, I don't want to marry again. And I usually take them serious. You know, I didn't understand this. They are, they are, they are sincere about how they feel that time as they're sitting in my office. But me, being a literal person as men, men are literal, I thought they are, this is it, they are serious. So I'll go after the husband and say, start packing your things. We are, it's going, it's going. <laughs> Only for me to see her next week dancing with the same man. And say, my boo. I'll be like, this woman, is this coming me? <laughs> I thought we agree, you're gonna divorce this man. <laughs> So I have to understand that, that people at the time, they are saying it, they mean it, It's real. The feeling that time is real, but it's not always true. Because it can change. Are you what I'm saying? Next point. The feelings are real, but they are not you. The first one is feelings are real, they are not true. Second one is feelings are real, but they are not what? You. What does this mean? Some people have a feeling of failure. They say, I'm a failure. Have you, some you have told yourself that before, don't lie. You've looked at yourself in the mirror. Or at least you've been somewhere saying, I'm just a failure in my life. I'm so and so years old. What have I achieved? I'm just a failure. Many people have told themselves that. I don't want you to raise your hand too. But you know, is that your feeling of being a failure is real, but it's not you. You are not a failure. Failure is an event, it's not a person. Are you here, somebody? Just because you failed in one thing doesn't mean you have to fail in everything. People fail jam and somebody else went ahead to make something out of their life. People fail the exam and still made something out of their life. Sometimes the most brilliant students are not the most successful in life. Are you here somebody? So don't confuse the feelings of failure to me. It is you. It is not you. You are not a failure. You have feelings of failure and that feeling is real, but it's not you. So I'm just a big, I'm, I'm just a big fool. Don't laugh or you, you know, you've told yourself that. I'm just a big fool. What kind of nonsense am I doing? The feeling is real, but it's not you. You might have done foolish things. And all of us have done foolish things, my brother. Hey. Me, I even try not to think of my own. They are so foolish. I can't think of it. It will weigh me down. I'm serious. When we start talking about managing and all this, you understand how what you dwell on is very important. I don't dwell on my failures. There are many. Hey. I just don't dwell on it. Are you here? All of us are from Abraham to all of us. Because we are children of Abraham, you know that. From our great-grandfather Abraham, we have all been doing foolish things till today. To That's why you can't use other person's foolish things to judge him. Because you too, you have your own record of foolishness. But don't confuse that feeling to being you. Don't say I'm a big fool. I'm just in national disgrace. On that very common one, I'm a sinner. Ah, that one is common for Christians. I'm just a sinner. You are not a sinner. You might have done sinful things, but you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> don't confuse how you feel with who God says you are. God says you are righteous because I've cleaned you. I've that your foolish action. That sinful action I've taken care of it. Are you here, somebody? So don't confuse, I'm a sinner. Because of the kind of thoughts you are thinking, sometimes you think so, such evil thoughts, even you come out of yourself and say, what did they think? Has it happened to you before? You thought something so rubbish, even you fear. You come out of yourself and say, what did they think? Such useless thoughts that is going through your mind and you are playing with it, you are actually liking it. And you are thinking, I'm just a sinner. No, you are not. All of us face those challenges. You are who God says you are, and God says you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Heavy, lustful thoughts is not you. Say, I'm just an adulterer. No, you have adulterous thoughts, and most human beings deal with that. It doesn't make you an adulterer. Not yet. Are you here, somebody? So, the feelings are real, but it's not you. Number three, the feelings are real, but it's not final. It's not final. Many people take their feelings to be the final. If this is how I feel, it must be so forever. No. Feelings are fickle. Feelings always change. Are you here, somebody? It is not final. And until you know how to manage it, you will always run into trouble. When the feelings change, you'll be shocked. Feelings change. Hallelujah. Say, this is just how I am. This is just me. This is just me. I can never change. It might be you today, but it's not how you will be tomorrow. Are you here, somebody? Everybody we saw in the Bible, they were one way at the beginning, then they became another way at the end. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't turn it. It happened to Elijah. Elijah had feelings of frustration and tiredness. After he, he killed the prophets of Baal, he, uh, um, Jezebel threatened him. So, See, because when you are physically tired, you are also mentally weighed down. I get what I'm saying. I don't have time. Like I said, don't miss all the Wednesdays and all the Tuesdays. I'm going to have more time in the Wednesdays too. See, smart people don't make decisions. I have a book I bought, The Science of Timing. Ah, don't want They time. They've, in that book, they did statistics. They said, look, don't, don't do major surgeries in the afternoon or in the night. He said the doctor won't be fresh. That they've checked rate of mistakes that is higher later in the day than morning. So they've done this. They books. They've done this research. So they say, so some intelligent people say they don't make important decisions after 12. Because their mind is not fresh. When you are tired, the way you make decisions is harsh. Imagine when you're four o'clock, your child is telling you, Mommy, I want ice cream, and you are you are came out from work. You are in for three hours. And you know that this child should not be eating ice cream now. But he's he's singing, three of them. are what, what's going to be your answer? Take beer, herself, there's beer in the fridge. Drink. Because right now I want to rest. <laughs> Drink beer. Buddha. Share it among yourself. Since when I want kill me, kill yourself. Are <laughs> you getting what I'm saying? So, it happened to Elijah. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so it's not final. So it, it happened to Elijah and it can happen to any human being. He was feeling tired at the time. He was feeling frustrated. God told him, sleep. All you need is rest. Sometimes just sleeping and waking up makes you fresher. But he kept saying, I'm tired, I'm tired, I want to go. And he actually left. They brought angels carrying his ministry closed. God wasn't done with him. God wasn't done with him. But he was too frustrated. So be careful. Your emotions are real. I'm not disputing that you don't feel this way. I'm just saying it's not final. It can change. Don't don't be under it will change. That million people who say I can never live in Nigeria. Calm down, You know some of you, the, the feeling is building, and you're telling yourself that every day. And in your mind, you think is is your only truth. It's not the only truth. It might be real. All of us, in fact, cannot even live in Nigeria. It's not only you, we are all frustrated. The, 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 and 98% of Nigerians want to leave Nigeria. The only 2% left are the ones frustrating the rest of us. That's why they don't want to go. They the, the rest, if he left us, the whole Nigeria will just lock it, cl- come out, lock it, and share transfer money, everybody go. Come meet your relative in everywhere you <laughs> The whole Nigeria, plus President not even the day around, so we know him, <laughs> He's always uh, traveling. He, he, he's in the Tairam. He's always traveling. Every, You know, they say, if we come back one week, don't sleep one week, next thing they say, I'm going somewhere. Private jet, I mean, <laughs> presidential jet, you don't go anywhere. Even meeting when no concern, I'm mean, with attend. <laughs> meeting when nobody calls, I go, just let me just attend. Even himself, I want to run. So, I understand that. But be careful, be careful about, about keep reinforcing those feelings. If you get to a stage, you become very useless here. Because kids, I can't live here. No, Relax, we know things that don't look the way they should, but, but that feeling is real, but it's not final. Things can happen to you that will make you start loving Nigeria. I'm telling you. And and, and for those of you that want to run by me, look, sometimes it's your usefulness here that will even open the door to where you want to run to. There are countries that are begging people to come, but it's people that are useful. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. There are visas and permits that are for high-effective people. So, But most people that want to run are the most useless people. Say, I'm tired. No, do make something out of your life. A time will come. Either you will succeed so much at this, you won't need to go again. Or, by the time you want to go, there are the ones even saying, hey, we need people like you. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. So, don't, don't, I can never leave here. Calm down. I can never stay in this marriage again. Calm down. Calm down. Some people have seen worse things and they are still surviving. Are you here, somebody? So, your emotions are real. I'm not saying it's not real. But it's not final. It can change. There are many things I thought I couldn't do, but I'm doing today. There are many things I thought would never happen, but it's happening today because I was exposed to some knowledge. I began to see it in a different light. It became okay. So don't, don't, don't pressure yourself saying, this way I feel. I must do it now. No. Your emotions can be good. Let me rush you two more. Sorry, my time is... I've already finished my time. Wow. Two more. Emotions are real, but they are not always right. They are real, but they are not always right. This one is important. Guys, you can't trust your feelings, though. Your feelings don't have sense. They don't come with sense. They don't come with logic. Your feelings can go any direction it likes. Feelings are not good for direction. They're only good for transportation. In other words, feelings are a good fuel, but they are not a good GPS. Feelings are a good accelerator. It's not a good steering. Your feelings are not meant to give you direction. They are meant to just propel you to where you're going. They can't give you direction. So they are real, but they are not always right. I've seen people that say I'm in love with somebody's husband. As in Seriously? It's not right. Someone in love with somebody's money. That's how fun one night comes. You're in love with somebody's money. And you want it by hook or crook. Your feelings are real, I agree, but they are not always right. I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like going to work. How many of you know that one? Woo. Don't go. <laughs> don't go. When I start talking about explaining, you understand how if you obey your feeling not to go to work, you will have to deal with the feeling of being homeless. When your landlord kicks you out. <laughs> so, you need to choose your heart. I get what I'm saying. I'll, I'll get to all this on Wednesdays and Sundays. Don't miss any of this series. So, understand that. I don't feel like going to work. And you, and you know, most of those days, even when you don't go to work, by 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, you are bored. I say, why did I even go to work today? <laughs> because you obeyed your feeling in the morning, not knowing that by afternoon, Feelings will change. That I'm trying to tell you. is real, but it's not always right. Don't obey your feelings. Instead, control your feelings. Feelings are great servants. They are bad masters. They must never control you. You control them. And that's, that, that takes me to the last point as I close. Your feelings are so powerful. Your feelings are real. Let them propel you. Let it propel you. What you need to do with your feelings, and I will we'll explain this as we go on, what you need to do with your feelings is to allow it to propel you. Feelings are the best fuel in this life. Have you noticed when you love somebody, no, the, the, where they live is not far? Have you noticed? Because feeling is a great fuel. People are not using their feelings right. See, your feelings, and I'll deal with this on Wednesday also. Your feelings are supposed to help you achieve anything you want to achieve. But you must first put your feelings there. Once your feelings there, you, you will succeed more than any other person. The worst thing that can happen to you is to be doing going to a job you don't feel like going to. You will not be great at it. You need to get to the stage where you go to the job and you also feel like you will succeed faster. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? I've seen people that the guy lives in Okoko. His girlfriend lives in Okorodu. She said, I want to see you on Friday. He will leave Okoko, drive his car, inside traffic to Ikorodu and pick her for her to come and visit him. <laughs> in Okoko. And after the visit, in the evening, he wants to, he will now take her back. And people say, oh boy, now I could do just go like this. I know we could do here. (laughs) You know far now. Five years into the marriage, tell him to do that journey. He won't do it because it takes emotion to do those powerful things. And that's where you need to get, and that's what I'm going to talk about on Wednesday. You need to get to where the most important goals in your life, you are emotional about them. I was, I told them first service. I was able to lose weight. I lost about 12 kg or so. I, I moved from wearing an extra large shirt. Now I can wear a medium shirt. So that's that's like, I moved from extra large to large. Now I can wear a medium shirt. Now, part of what I had to do was first to manage my emotions. I had to love eating right. See, when you're doing something and you don't love it, it's a drag, let's go to gym. If you're doing that, you'll never succeed. Let's go to work. The people that succeed at work or at anything, are people that are excited about going there. They'll get more results. Are you here, somebody? What are you excited about? And you can be excited about the right things. And we'll deal with it on Wednesday. Don't miss Wednesday service. Don't miss next Sunday. Hallelujah. So have you met your emotions today? Come on, give the Lord a big hand. Hallelujah. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-144-12 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center home of victorious people